Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So it's funny because all of these travel-related uh, podcasts are coming out at the same time, so people are going to think I, all I do is travel. But, but you got, do travel a lot. I do travel a lot. But <laughs> but but it's not, not as much as it may appear because of the timing of, of, of um, releases. But I uh, was on a cruise. And um, it, was, it was a great vacation. We went to Vancouver, Seattle, then did an Alaskan cruise. And I've done a few cruises before, and you know, some people love them, some people hate them. But this was the first one I did in that was like most in America. Like I did one that was Hawaii, but there was a huge international contingent. I did one in in, um, in the Mediterranean that was a lot of international. This was a, this one was mostly American. I'd say ninety nine percent American. And I was just shocked by the. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how to put it. I don't want to be offensive towards people but just the morbid kind of obesity rates on that um cruise and I, and it was weird because I, you know we live in new york and when i do travel it's to europe so we don't see the levels of of obesity at, at that scale um than when i was in this moment and i and so i kind of wondering it was kind of for me is it, is it that that's just is it more like that in the middle of america where i, I just don't travel too much or mm. Uh, am I missing something? But it was just something that was, it was, it was just a shock. And again, I don't want to be you know, disparaging. I'm not d- demeaning anybody. Um, it was just strange to see, to see that much. And, and I guess, you know, there's, I guess, a larger question about, you know, the rates in the country. But I guess that was the first thing, you know, we, we hear about the obesity rates in, in the country. And I, it never really clicks to me because I guess we're in a kind of, you know, cosmopolitan, uh, cosmopolitan city and, and you just don't see it as much. But I was really kind of, it, it was um, eye-opening. And as you say that, the, you hear the, the car honks. Oh, yeah, the car honks. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. just going to say we, we do it intentionally to add to the flavor of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, no, no, it's, it's true. The, the rates in well, you You've done more international. I mean, you've done more it, it, traveling within the country. International, amount, and yes, the, the the rates are very high. And for, for what it's worth, all over the world, the, the rates are going up. In yeah. parts of Europe, um, you know, France, you know, England, there are high, perhaps not as high as the U.S., but they're getting high. And and perhaps one of the the most shocking uh, statistics uh, is that uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but that childhood obesity mm-hmm. is going up. In you know. Parts of other parts of the world as well. Yeah. I think that um, more accessibility to unhealthy foods, you know, McDonald's, processed foods, um, sugary drinks, and stuff like that. I, I think potentially are adding to it. But I know that you had mentioned that the just the behavior of, of people that they uh, at the buffet that people would go and they would eat enormous plates of food and they would go back for more and, and, and more and more. And I think that's a you know, that's everyone's right to eat as much as they no, want. No, to be fair, I did that too. You're on a cruise, you have unlimited food. But I, I don't, what do you have to say? Any any thoughts on, on, on this, Tony? Or like, Well, what, I mean, what? it's statistically true that Americans are, when I mean, it's just rising. But I think the number at this point, I haven't looked at it re- too recently, but about 68%, so which is two-thirds of Americans are o- either overweight or obese. And it definitely is transferring into other 
parts of the world because they're trying to be more like Americans. You know, the other parts are trying, you know, the Western diet, they have more fast food restaurants, sweetened beverages, processed foods, all of those things are just really easily accessible. So it definitely is um, a concern for sure. And the childhood obesity is on the rise as well. Yeah, that was another thing I did notice a lot of was there were a lot of kids that were were dealing with weight issues where, again, it's it's, it's one thing to, yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing, you know, to, if if the kid's overweight, but I think it was just the the level of it was was alarming Mm -hmm. um, with kids. And I feel like at some point, you know, again, I don't want to tell people how to parent their kids, but you know, at some point you gotta, you know, at least exercise some bit of self-control. Sure, I guess. Um, well, a lot of it is just the way they live their life, and they don't realize that they're setting an example. And children's, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Um, when I was on vacation back in July, I was in Florida. I remember I was in the pool, and the mom was was overweight and was talking to this daughter her daughter may have been like nine years old telling her daughter and this is like kind of like the reverse telling her daughter that when mommy get when we get back from vacation mommy's going on a really strict diet and she wasn't talking to me i was just overhearing and i would never interject or anything like that but that's just as bad too not only are you setting a bad example of like you know overeating and you know choosing all these things but then telling your she had to have been maybe nine maybe not even like your nine-year-old that you're going to be going on this crazy diet and you're not going to be able to eat a lot of things and mommy's not going to be able to do this mommy's going to be able to do that like that's just already setting up your daughter for a whole dis like literally just like not having a healthy relationship with food Mm -hmm. and it's just it's too much so i mean some people just don't know any better but I, I mean, we should probably save this for another episode yeah. Yeah. where we could just talk about episode, huh? obesity in general and then even how parenting affects, you know, the children's habits and behaviors. And I think it's also there's a cultural issue and, you know, I'm not a sociologist, but clearly I think we live in a society that that deals with in excess and extremes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that in itself, I think, is a huge, huge part of the problem that, mm-hmm. you know, we're just constantly dealing with um you know, with, with extremes and there's never, you know, balance is never something that people strive for, you know, mm-hmm. just even this is not something that we strive for. And so unfortunately you do with these situations. Yeah. Where you're, you know, like if someone's getting married, so it's an extreme diet and extreme weight loss when they're done extreme excess, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it, it's insane. And we all feed into it and buy into it. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, yeah, it's definitely something we need to you know talk about further. Well, I think that serves as a perfect segue to our episode uh, which I've wanted to do for a long time. It's about fat burners. Um, yeah, I, actually, I actually have to give you credit. Um, typically, uh, in Justin written episodes, it's like we wing it and then we just sit and and and, and figure out the questions. You actually uh-huh. you took time. You you wrote it out. You sent the questions early. Like uh, you, yeah, good good on you for actually preparing this. I have not looked at any of your questions, but <laughs> honestly, I. I just I'm seeing them right now yeah. as we speak. I think I'm unnecessary, though, so you... you, you well, know. no, you're definitely going to be necessary. Oh, crap, okay. Well, I want your experience with this. Um, fat burners, there's another term for them. Uh, I don't... It's called... They're called thermogenics, which, if you know... There's, there's actually... It actually science sort of a scientific there's term behind a, that, yeah. but it's been appropriated of by course. the supplement industry because it course. sounds... You know, sounds cool and modern and whatnot. And, and if you know advice that I've given, if anything has the term genics, thermo, iso, in a supplement, just please buyer beware. So uh, fat burners, as you guys know, are very popular. They sell, you know, by the bushel load and they're advertised and marketed, you know, in, in certain ways um, 
I mean, especially with, uh, with our earlier discussion about obesity and people being overweight, they, they play a big time role in society and, and we've talked about sort of shortcuts many times, so I think they, they serve as a, as, a, as a perfect shortcut for people trying to lose weight. We'll get into all of that, um, but so first, Ryan, I wanna ask, what's your experience? Because you remember, uh, well, I'll, I'll start off first, then we'll get Ryan's experience. I remember when we first started working out, um, almost no sooner did we start hearing about Xenadrine, um, Stacker at the time, these supplements that came out that supposedly gave you this energy and helped you lose weight, and they were relatively, I don't know when they started coming out, but they were relatively new. I know that people have always, there have always been diet pills prescribed, but these were supplements. Um, do you remember, and I know that you, you yeah, we all you did that them. stuff. What yeah. was your, uh, what did it feel like when you took it? I mean, I, I it's, hard, it's hard to remember, but you know, I do remember. If you feel, uh, you know, so there was definitely stuff in there that we, you know, probably wasn't good for us. Um, you know, a lot of times I remember being lightheaded or or fidgety, you know, wiry. And I'm sure there was lots of caffeine and you know, other chemicals and some, you know, with the supplement industry and the way it's kind of regulated. Who knows what was in it? But I definitely well, actually, didn't feel I do good. Know what was in it. We'll, okay. We'll talk about it. Did you have any success losing weight? Probably, but I don't. But but who knows how much of that was a product of the actual pill versus the amount I was exercising and my age and fitness level at the time and, and cardio and all that other stuff. So it's hard to say, you know, what. Um, it's hard to say where that weight loss was really coming from. If it was you know more placebo, if it was just like I said, it it, it just it just so happened to be because I've gotten results with and without stuff like that. So sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure and, and like yeah, you know, it's it's like something that you know, most of us have have dealt with. Have you had experience with any kind of like fat burners or any of that stuff growing up? So when I was in high school, it was a really interesting experience. So I threw I basically worked out with the football team. I was the only shot put discus thrower at my high school and it was incorporated a lot of strength trainings. So I would work out with the football team and I became really good friends with like these three groups of guys that I mean, I don't even know if they listen to this, but shout out to them if they do. They know who they are. Um, so we would hang out and I would go with them to like, you know, GNC and they would get all these supplements. And obviously, like they would, you know, you should try this. You should try that. I almost like felt like it was like me, like to pass weed. Like I don't I didn't do any drugs, like, you know, but in high school, you're like easily influenced. So, you know, I had actually I had really poor body image issues and I was overweight in high school as athletic as I was. So I was like, okay, I tried like a fat burner. To be honest, I don't know the name of it. I think there was like green tea extract. I don't know what it was, but I the, I remember two things, and I st- then I stopped taking it. So one time I remember it did make me a little bit nauseous and jittery, and that was kind of much it. And like my workout, I think it was supposed to give me like an improved workout. It didn't really. And then the other time I had taken it, I remember being at work and I worked at a concession stand. And I got hungry and I ate like a muffin or something. And I guess it like recognizes when you eat something like not good for you. And I had to, I mean, not for TMI, but like I had to run to the bathroom. It just basically like, so all I remember is it made me a little bit nauseous, a little bit jittery. And it made me like get sweaty and like move my bowels. Like, (laughs) so I'm sure it was like, yes, technically speeding up the metabolism in some way. But in general, um, I don't, I didn't take it long enough to actually get, any of like the quote unquote fat burning, you know, results or anything sure. like that. Um, and I just, 
I don't like taking anything that's like foreign. It didn't make me feel good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ryan's being funny now. He's shifted his position to, to be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So my, my experience with it, um, and now I, I think that the fat burners that we took were a little different. Uh, Yours sound probably more strong. Mine was probably more just like, you know, an assistant. <laughs> well, well there, there's actually a, a reason for that, which I'll, which I'll get into. But my, so my experience is very similar. I had a, a, it was actually a, a loss of appetite while I was on it. Very jittery. Um, I th- for the first maybe week or so, it looked like I lost weight. But any results that I had just completely stabilized over time. And it wasn't much of anything. And I felt weird and I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Made there, I have had um, workout supplements that have sort of helped me work out. But I don't know if they, were, if they ever helped me lose fat. Mm. So, um, b- b- um, I guess the the question we've talked about this before, so that that there's no confusion. How does the body burn fat? Well, that's a good question because technically, very in a very layman's term, right? Well, the the you mean like thermogenesis, like that happening? Or just or how, the, do, how do you, so how does someone lose? Why and how we? I mean, we talked about it, but just there's so basically we, just CO2. you have to have a yeah, you have to breathe out CO two. And, right? Isn't that yeah. how? Yeah. I think that's what I read. Like, was, you know, yeah. in our, you know, recently it was like, where does the fat go? And it's basically, yeah, you're Because I'm so used to telling people in layman's terms, which is basically you need a caloric deficit. And yes. the more muscle you have, the, the better, the body's more efficient at burning fat. So that but, it comes down to a caloric deficit. Yeah, at but the pretty very, much. Yeah. So now, with that being said, can you, is there any scientific evidence that you can take something that's going to melt the fat away? No. There's, no. there's scientific evidence that show like certain... Um, spices and certain foods can help with like create that thermogenesis that's technically that so fat burning property that's happening in the body but it's aiding in it it's not it's basically stuff. like this causes that like that's where you get things like green tea extract supplements that like they'll take st- science and studies or like cayenne pepper and yeah, like yeah. all these things these and are all ingredients in a lot of these are products. they that's yeah, so funny yeah. yeah see I don't I don't research that stuff because I know there's no magic pill and you can I don't waste time research i mean i I don't i don't mean to say it like that i should i will research if i have to but at this point in my life in my career of being a dietitian and knowing what works and what doesn't i don't waste time on researching the things that i know aren't probably going to make or break someone's diet so so yeah these things are 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 something little they could act as a boost or something that helps but really at the end of the day is not if you're not if you're not right, right, if you're not exercising you're not regularly, exercising. if you're yeah. not eating healthy, you know, you're not going to actually quote unquote burn fat. If there's no caloric deficit, um, it's not going to help you. You can't eat whatever you want, take a fat burning supplement, and expect to lose weight. Okay. And never exercise. So, w- what I've done is I've researched three of the most popular, because Ryan asked me to do this. He said, take uh, some of the, the popular fat burners that are on the market right now and research their ingredients. So that's exactly what I've done. The first one that we have is Lean Fire XT made by Force Factor that I, I think this one is marketed a little bit more towards men based on the sort of the, uh, the, the, the image of the, uh, I know it's super hot in here. I can't, I can't put the air conditioner on. Thermogenesis is ruin. happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the fat is burning. <laughs> Yeah, we always talk weather. Yeah, so it's obligatory. <laughs> it's brutal, it's brutal, hot. Hot. brutal hot. Yeah. So and we can't have the air conditioning on because right it's right too now, loud. And then yeah. you guys, you complain about the 
sirens. We get a lot of complaints <laughs> about the sirens. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to the It's the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> We're authentic. Authentic New York podcast. If anybody yeah, wants yeah. to send us like soundproof walls, though, like that you hang yeah. up. Do that. You just send to ship yeah. them to us. Yeah, ship them. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, all right. So, uh, a one month supply or 60 pills cost around $50. It's fifty dollars, um, which is a little less than a dollar per pill, and the main ingredients, according to Force Factor, is Peak Thermo Vigilance Triplex. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to pause. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pause for a minute. I think that that's a, that that we need to focus on the fact that it's very common that somebody will spend fifty dollars yes. on something like pills and then tell me that nutri- eating healthy is too expensive. So you've had and you had experience with this. Oh, all the Great. time. We would like so we need to focus. That's a whole that's other a whole, podcast yeah, that's episode. Why wanted, that's why I But just I wanted yeah. to pause on that. Now go ahead and and read. Try so and read. Fifty dollars. That's fifty dollars a, a month. That could be I spent could on spend good a food. week of groceries. And yeah. it, for real, I I have a podcast of Tony eating healthy on a budget, you could get $50 worth of groceries for sure. But go on. So, uh, yes, peak thermovigilance triplex is, according to them, the, the main ingredient that or their, their blend, which is the fat incineration blend, the metabolic and mind matrix and the pure energy complex. And so here are the actual ingredients. Caffeine, which is a, 150 milligrams per pill. Which does cr- does create thermogenesis in the okay, body. So there are know, studies to support that. We know that sure. caffeine can be a good thing. Yeah. Right now, um, we'll get on to 150 it. milligrams. That's like two cups of coffee. Two cups of coffee, and the, and I, I don't know if they're recommending taking one or two pills. It doesn't matter what they recommend because so upward, you don't want to usually do more than 500 milligrams per day. Okay, so that's a significant amount. In, in that would be an upper limit. Yeah. All right. So now the next thing is L-theanine. You know anything about that? That's just um. Yeah, it's, it's an amino, amino acid. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I think it's supposed to have anti-anxiety agents probably so that you don't crash from the caffeine. That's, yeah. That. But yeah, I mean, amino acids are naturally in food. I guess they're just mm. extracting it. Yeah. So now we have L-carnitin. It's another, it's another amino, amino acid. acid. Another amino acid. All right. So green tea extract and cayenne pepper. So. Oh yeah, so that they have, so like there are actually some studies that do support and show that there's like thermogenic factors to okay. it. But to be honest, like so yeah, I guess what they're doing is like they're combining all these things that have barely significant like implications. So like when for I mean by that is like a month. for fifty dollars a month, you could basically like if you combine all that stuff, you it might spare you like seventy five to maybe one hundred and fifty calories per day worth yeah. of like fat burning. So it's like that's like okay, if you it's like having one less cookie. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So to put it into perspective. So now here's and also like do, do yeah. the no I I would be interested like does if you take all of those do the does the impact compound or is it kind of like you could have all well, that that's, or that's yeah. what they that's that's there's no studies that yeah. use them together that's yeah. what they're doing it's basically it's like let's take all these studies that show there's some studies that support yeah. that this helps with thermogenesis so now if we combine them together we'll get triple the effect but that's like the same thing as people think okay, a supplement helps with something, so let me take double the dose, yeah. and it counteracts the actual exactly, benefit. Yeah. So, so no, we don't know that these work in combination with each other. And it's a supplement, so they bypass any FDA approval, yeah. so they yeah. just... And well, just, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah so, yeah, for those who don't know, supplements are not 
basically the FDA doesn't look into a supplement unless something really bad happens. And, well, it's funny because there's a big story about that. Which we yeah. Do. So we'll, well, I don't want to say too much, but I will say, you, you know about the Four loco drinks. That's what happened. Really? Yeah. So basically Four loco is an alcoholic beverage that has a high alcohol content and a high caffeine content. And the FDA didn't didn't do there was no approval process for it. But then a lot of kids, unfortunately, were getting themselves into dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. And now for local beverages, they don't have the caffeine anymore. So they have the high alcohol, but they don't have the caffeine. Um, but unfortunately, because a lot of children, children, but like, you know, college kids um, were getting themselves to either really drunk mm-hmm. or do- over drink. It was really bad. So that's just an example of, of FDA coming in a little bit too late. Yeah. You know, and you see that does happen. All right. We also have uh, yohimbe extract. Supposedly, uh, it's actually from used a tree. in yeah, uh, South African tree uh, used. To, oh no, sorry, uh, not so, uh, it's, it's a tree found in Central Africa, and it's actually used in sci- uh, scientific uh, properties to 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 reverse sedation in animals, and it's mm-hmm. being tested as an ED treatment, but there is inconclusive evidence about that. ED as in erectile, erectile dysfunction. dysfunction yeah. Okay, not so eating disorder. Know what the, uh, you know what the deal with that is, but who knows? Uh, they it just sounds like another sort of stimulant, like a quote-unquote natural stimulant. Yeah. stimulant. Yeah. So here are the other ingredients. Uh, magnesium stearate. Hold on. Can I just say oh, one sure, more sure. thing? Sorry. Go for it. But like, because it comes from a plant or something and it seems natural, like therefore, oh, it's healthy, but there's yeah. plenty of things. It's an extract. It's not from a. It's they. they and, but even so, but just yeah. because it is, there's plenty of thing. There's plants that people. If you take your, if you're pregnant, it'll kill your baby. Like that yeah. doesn't make it healthy. Plants that'll kill you. Yeah, there's there <laughs> are plants that are kill you. mushrooms will kill you. So there are mushrooms. Like so, yeah. So that I just want to like pause because it comes as from well. a plant doesn't necessarily. Does it, yeah, just because it comes from a natural sw- source. Like sugar's natural. It's not good for you in excess. But unless it's algae. <laughs> yes, algae. Yeah. So you want to start seeing algae in these things too. Yeah, probably. All right. So um, we have uh, magnesium stearate, which is uh, when you combine it with calcium stearate, is actually s- becomes soap scum, right? And generally, magnesium stearate is used for binding ingredients. It's a binder, right? And you see it a lot in baby formula. You have dicalcium phosphate, which is a calcium supplement found in cereal. You have titanium dioxide, which is a pigment, and actually um, the International Agency for Research on can- uh, on Cancer classifies titanium dioxide as a group 2B carcinogen, which means it, m- uh, it is possibly carcinogenic to humans. This is in those supplements. And as you see, actually, this, these ingredients find their way into pretty much all of these supplements. Um, we have F uh, DNC Red Forty, F DNC Blue One, um, which are food dyes. Yeah. So you're, they're putting all this stuff in in those pills. So that was what we found in Force Lean Fire, um, you know, Force Factor. So we have another one called Burn Sixty, very popular. I think this one is marketed to women more so. It's thirty two dollars for sixty pills. Uh, there's a guarana seed extract, which is their version of caffeine, 180 milligrams. Is, of is it guarana? G U A R A N A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, have you ever had the Brazilian soda? Guarana. I don't know why I'm like uh, interjected, but the, 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 it's the my favorite soda in the world. It's like drinking candy. Yeah, you know it could. Yeah, well, sure. That, well, that I don't know soda. how it's related to the guarana <laughs> extract, but it the is soda is candy. amazing. <laughs> so, um, also, right, 
black tea. Also, just extract. learned that ginger beer is soda. Just uh, saying. Go on. Yeah, ginger beer is yeah. soda. <laughs> so same with ginger ale. I literally ale. just yeah. learned that because, you know, the Moscow meals are like so popular right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like late to the party, but anyways, <laughs> go on. All right, so we have black tea leaf extract, grapeseed extract, dillweed extract, dextrose. Which is this part of glucose. That's fine. Cellulose, yeah. yeah. Once again, yellow number six and red 40, red 40 titanium dioxide. Yeah, I don't, right. I'm not a big fan of food dyes, but not for nothing. Food dyes are also in like some cereals, like sugary yeah. cereals sure, and yeah. all that stuff. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. Right. So we're just saying what, what's, in the, what's in the pills, right? Uh, all right, so now the most famous of all of them, hydroxycut, mm. which is marketed both to men and women, which can be, depending, they have different variations, $20, 40 $60. 270 milligrams of caffeine. That's pretty high. Right. Uh, L-theanine, coleus forscolin, which is an extract of an Indian okay. coleus plant, uh, which may produce testosterone and fight inflammation. Inconclusive evidence. Yohimbe extract, green coffee extract, once again, food dyes, titanium dioxide, magnesium steroid, blue number one, red 40. So those are, these are your basic ingredients that are found. So it's mainly caffeine with some other extracts mm-hmm. and some food dyes. That's what these fat burners consist of. There's no, nothing magical in there. Although there was something mag- magical in there um, before 2004. So HydroxyCut was made by a company called Muscle Tech, mm-hmm. right? And um, do you know the, what the ingredient in hydroxycut and, and xenadrine and all those things we were taking was? Well, I, I, at first I thought you were gonna, well, no, let me stop. Um, I, some kind of amphetamine, right? Close, or, close. Okay. It's something called ephedra. Oh yeah, it's ephedra, that's right, you're right, yeah, yeah. And so um, Muscle Tech at one point had 80 court cases against them. Um, Including the Missouri Surgeon General, um, and we of course will you know we'll give you the show notes if you guys want to uh, check this out for yourself. Um, they claimed it was clinically proven to uh, burn fat, which was considered false. Um, uh, you had a, you had a bunch of people die from it. Uh, 155 deaths were attributed to ephedra, including a pitch, a major league pitcher named Steve Beckler. Now this is from uh, Muscle Tech. Supposedly had this information and still released it. After ephedra was banned in 2004, they changed the formula of hydroxycut to contain hydroxycitric acid. Do you know anything about that? No. Now, this caused uh, 23 cases of serious liver damage and one death. So they changed the formula and they still killed people and made people sick. And then in 2009, all products were were recalled. And in 2010, hydroxycut was back in the... The market with you know the main ingredient being caffeine, so j- just to goes to show what these companies are willing to do to make a profit. Mm. Do you, to me, it seems as if they don't really care whether people die or people get sick, have liver damage or anything. They're trying to make profit, right? And just so that if you're if you're going to take a fat burner, realize that these are what these companies are doing. Right, they're they're gonna tell you anything they want. They can say, they can basically say anything. They can say clinically proven. Yeah, because it's not FDA approved or anything. They really have no regulations whatsoever. There's very few regulations that, but because they're supplements, so there's really nothing that they can or like they're that are legally they're not allowed to say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
what would you consider to be a healthy dose of caffeine? Because we can see that this is basically the main ingredient in, and we know that caffeine everyone, isn't bad. But what yeah, is, so everyone, if caffeine affects everybody differently. Um, so like I was saying, the upper limits are usually about 500 milligrams a day. So, But if someone's taking something like hydroxycut that has 270 per milligrams pill, yeah. per pill, maybe they take two pills, that's obviously over the 500. And then also say they have like, coffee or soda or chocolate or iced tea or you know those are other forms of caffeine um and so yeah so too bad there i think we have a a podcast about caffeine or it might be just be coffee but either way we talk a lot about caffeine in there if anybody wants to learn uh, melanie talked talked a little bit about coffee. she talks about that for like athletic performance and stuff but there's we did a whole episode about uh coffee and caffeine i believe so if people want to go look back at that so as we mentioned uh, you know, upset stomach, you, you had issues with that. You know, mm-hmm. We all felt anxious taking it, you know, trouble sleeping. Um, could be, uh, what would you think about this for someone that might have high blood pressure or heart issues? Not good, no. Don't, people who have, who's already obese people and have, shame, who, say, people oh, have heart this. issues aren't even supposed to have caffeine. They're usually limited on the amount of caffeine that they're supposed to have. So, yeah, definitely. And with any supplement, always go over with your doctor. Like, I'm a pretty lenient dietitian, to be honest. Like, if someone tells me that they're taking it, I'm not. Listen, I know it's because you want to lose weight. I'm going to talk to you about other ways. I'm not going to encourage it. I'm going I'm to be honest with you, and I'm going to say that this isn't really going to be what makes or breaks your diet. I don't tip. I don't recommend it. But if you want to continue taking it, you're welcome to. But it's not going to be the end all solution. So, Ryan, are you going to start taking fat burners that you need right now? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad supplement taker to begin with, so I'm not. I don't. I, I wouldn't start fat burner unless like, you know. It, it, look, honestly, it, it's a waste of money. I'm. I yeah. just. I. <laughs> I really go. like. Well, yeah, it's like the. the I think uh, unless the, you have chemicals that might kill you, um, the I think the whatever thermogenic effect you're gonna get from any of that is negligible compared to whatever work you could put in. And I think mm-hmm. you know for us like if we get to the point if I get to the point where I'm like not happy and I'm working and I'm not getting results. I'm just gonna go to a doctor and get uh, and get on TRT therapy or something. <laughs> like, might as well just have a have a doctor prescribe something for me rather than like trying to self kind of quote medicate using something that's not you know approved. So, so a lot of these also, uh, a lot of the fat burners will suppress the appetite. Mm. What is your view on appetite suppression and what? Wh- how does how can it harm the body and also the psyche? I don't believe in suppressing the appetite because you're screwing up your metabolism. Um, I believe if your body's hungry that you should eat. Obviously, if you are trying to achieve fat loss, there is going to be a little bit of hunger there. So you're going to have to be get used to that uncomfortable feeling of having a little bit of hunger. Um, so, but, you know, taking an appetite suppressant for a long period of time is not good. I mean, we did just do an episode. I don't know when this is going out, but... Um, you know, if you're doing a competition and in its short term, I, once again, I'm not advocating for it, but there might be times where it could help your, you know, because you're going to get paid at the end. <laughs> like, there's a goal. And but, you're recommending it if, if it was but, in short, very Yeah, short like a term. very short term and like there's a real specific reason. But other than that, long term, obviously longevity, feeling, being able to recognize your hunger cues. I mean, I really believe that we should be, if you're hungry, you should eat. It's just about choosing the right types of food. So I guess the, um, I'm going to cue this up. Cue this up right now. I'm looking at hydroxycut, and we're looking at images, right, these images of, of the supplement. And um, you, you see, right, you'll see a, a picture, like a before and after of, 
of someone, you'll see very ripped, airbrushed fitness models. Do you guys think, and then it'll say something like, clean energy and mental focus supplies premium green coffee for, for weight loss, the most advanced weight loss and clean sensory experience. And then it'll show two really good-looking, healthy, fit people, right? Or you'll see a before and after. You mean two really two good-looking, super dehydrated yeah. Yeah. Um, airbrush. fitness mo- airbrush right. fitness models? Yes. Yeah. So, do you guys think that these products are predatory? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's basically the advertisements. Also, I mean, very rarely do they are they ever saying like you need to eat healthy and exercise on top of this to get you know somewhat of an effect. Which that's actually what's making people lose the weight. If anything, it's really just a caffeine, which is stimulating to help you give the energy for your workout. But you still got to do the workout. You know, you still got to eat healthy. You still have, have to have a caloric deficit. Like, all of those things still have to happen. I think, you know, to be fair, like, the, the industry is predatory. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's the nature of, of, of the beast. So mm-hmm. I think you then have to determine as a company how immoral you're going to act in in your being predatory. But it, it, it it's really all predatory, especially if you're selling, you know, um, these supplements. So... Yet, I think this, to, to, I guess maybe to us, this just seems logical. Yet, if you look online, you look on YouTube, there are millions of people taking these. And sure. there are lots of people doing reviews. Oh, this one works. This one doesn't. There's people posting their videos on their experiences yeah. with it. Why do, you, this is pretty obvious. Like, why do people continue to, to take them? I mean, you dive down the rabbit hole. Like we we ta- we opened this episode with um, talking about my experience on the cruise, and and so you think about that cycle of, of weight loss that you you know people do go through, and, and you know we've all okay. So we're none of us are obese or have had you know have any real you know weight issues you know in our lives. I, I know Tony, you mentioned growing up that you did you struggled with your weight. So, mm-hmm. um, but we've all used it on and in fact the the two that had the least weight issues tried the fat burners the most of That's just the three of us Good so point. so um you know you, you it's in a we're in a world where you know you've got the people who we're again we're so focused on extremes that here we are no you know young with no need to use a fat burner and we're using fat burners because we want to look like the guy in the magazine. Um, and so then what's the person who is obese or, you know, or, or overweight? It's like every level mm-hmm. you, you want to get down a level. And mm-hmm. if the fat burner, it's, it's either it's selling you as something that's going to help you, you know, expand on your hard work or it's the easy way out. And, mm-hmm. and that's how they sell it. So it, it, like I said, it, it is predatory. And, uh, you know, we're not, you know, I don't want to say people, people aren't stupid. But we're we're all ignorant of what we don't know and what we're not an expert in, and so uh, you, you most people I think reason if you're reasonable about anything, no matter what you get yourself into, you're going to try to do an adequate amount of research um, to look into whatever it is you're doing. So if I'm gonna if I decide I want to buy a camera, I'm not gonna go buy a camera. I'm gonna try to at least get a, a basic knowledge of what makes a good camera. What's my budget? What 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 are my needs? What's the right kind of thing? Um, but I think that we don't learn. In, we're not taught in school like how to interact with the world. Like you're taught history, you're taught math, you're taught science. You're kind of taught how to do stuff in college. But no, we're not taught common sense. And you know, it would be great to teach. How do you research? Like really research? How do you you know? Um, critically think about things and that's so i think a lot of these skills we're actually not 
really equipped with. So we're, we're, we're just taught to believe whatever, you know, someone says something does X, Y, and Z, we believe it until it makes us sick or until, um, you know, the media tell, you know, tells us that there's something wrong with it. So, you know, not to be kind of on my soapbox right now, but I think there is a larger issue with, with kind of educating the populace on how to, uh, interact with the media and interact with 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 advertising and know that you know you kind of have to be cynical you kind of have to be skeptical at everything and and not trust what you're what you're looking at Especially not trust the claims tells you something that you, you probably know deep down they ain't gonna yeah work. if it sounds too good to be true you know the the saying so i think you know th- that's what I'm, so it's, it's like i don't want to say you know it's easy to say throw your hands up and say how could you be so stupid but realistically we all fall we've all fallen for it and I still I could probably list off 10 things I've fallen for in the last year in a similar way so I think it's just that when you you when you frame it from a position of us knowing a little bit more about the industry and us being older and being skeptical I think there we we tend to think about things as uh, this is obvious but again there there are situations where we're going to make choices where other people are going to look and say you know this is obvious how could you not see through that you have anything yeah i just think when somebody really really wants something they'll kind of they just they really really want it so they might take a pill to get it or whatever it is but um you know i just want to remind everyone that anything worth it in life takes work there's no shortcuts so if that's what you're using it for you're better off investing that money in healthy food or a dietitian or a personal trainer and really um learn how to eat learn how to exercise well, it's funny. I saw, and you know, this kind of again goes towards our the culture being about like click, like very clickbaity, and about um, you know, you you need to get the, the eyeballs. And so I saw something that was like the holy grail of exercise. It's like, oh, what's that? And so you'd think actually, like, okay, what's the holy grail of exercise? It's, it's got to be something that's gonna you know make you get lose weight, build muscle really fast without with without effort. And the article actually was a study, and and I, I'm I'm more aware of it now because I was using it for an episode we're gonna work on. We'll talk about kind of building muscle mass, but it was actually when you looked at the content, the content was actually fairly realistic. It was about, you know, there were studies done on how people can build fuss muscle and lose fat at the same time. But the it, it explains very clearly, like, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It mm-hmm. requires significant calorie restriction with a high protein intake with very intense exercise. And that combination in a certain population will help build muscle and lose fat. So it's like interesting that the 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 title was the holy grail um, but it was to just get the eyeballs on it, but then yeah. the actual content was, yeah. no, the, it, it takes hard work. No matter what it is, it's going to be, you, you're going to have to sacrifice. That's interesting you say that because there's like a whole, there's like a YouTube video on that and it makes it perceive the same exact thing. But when you watch the video and you realize like how much work goes yeah. into actually achieving that, like once again, it takes work. Yeah. There's no shortcut. Yeah, um, and and, and uh, yeah, and, but that's the industry. I mean, it, it's predatory. And we joke about it sometimes about like you know, if we wanted to be rich, you know, not, well, I don't know, you know, if we, if we, in this industry, if we wanted to make more money, um, we could do so by being unethical and and by taking advantage of people because people are very vulnerable and susceptible to any suggestion, and that's part of our kind but of that's mission. That's interesting to me is because like they can be like skeptical to like. I, I mean, I know people like working with a dietitian. They I think know. I'm like, like to, to and and to be honest, I'm my my business is doing very well. I'm very successful. But you have people that like don't want to pay a certain amount of money to work with a dietitian. I can't 
force anyone to I do know, that. But like, that's the part that kind of, it's like, I'm going to teach you how to eat for so a lifetime, but yet you'll behavior. spend money on supplements that are going to do nothing for you. Yeah. I don't like understand that. And I like, and from, it's just hard for me to understand that because I'm someone who does invest. Like I have two business coaches. I invest in my education. Like I put my money where I know there's going to be a return on investment and it's va- for like a value. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it is very interesting. So the psychology of it's, people. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's very funny. It's, it's, it's classic human behavior yeah. where people will, will complain about some you know something that's too expensive and but they won't think you know twice about spending five or six dollars every day on a on a sugar latte. Yeah, <laughs> right. love Starbucks, love it. Okay, if you like it, that that's fine. But, but it's just but it's, it's very just funny expensive. human behavior. <laughs> it's funny human behavior. And you can make the same. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's, and it, it also I think is, is again it's a quick fix. You know, the, and people are. We're, we're always looking for fast, instant gratification. And so if you offer instant gratification or you offer kind of a vague, I will give you the tools, you know, that there, there's, you know, there's a problem there. So I don't know. Um, do you have any more to add to this, uh, Justin? I think that's it. I think right. This was it. a good topic. Cool. Thanks for doing your research, oh, Justin. Sure. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as usual, uh, check out uh, thegymwits.com for all of our information. Um, I am Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tony, the registered dietitian. And we are the Gym Wits. <laughs>